<laughs> How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of the Anime Limited podcast, coming to you today from legit sunny Scotland. It's a very nice change. It's been a while since we've been here. To put it bluntly as to why we've not recorded a podcast in a while, we've been busy. But that's why we're here today, to tell you about lots and lots of things, and probably a whole ton of stuff you really don't need to know about, as the boss man, Mr. Andrew Partridge, does a great big yawn to emphasise how excited he is for this latest edition of the podcast. That wasn't a yawn, I was merely preparing to dislocate my jaw and swallow everything in the room. It's been a long day. (laughs) Also joining us in the office studio, we have our product manager, Cat Hall. Hi. How are you doing? I'm okay, a bit bit tired. It's been a long week, but yeah. I'm good. We've all been travelling, us international <laughs> yeah. travellers. Speaking of international travellers, <laughs> we are joined in the office studio by one of two very special guests. Because we have not only someone who works behind the scenes in the world of voice acting and producing English language dubs, we also have a very well-known voice actor. And we should probably make mention, you're someone called Sailor Moon, aren't you? Someone, someone with a fairly big notoriety, uh, I suppose. for one, they call <laughs> I saw what you did there. I was on a time delay, but I saw what you did there. It's Stephanie Shea. Welcome. Hello. I'm the reason why they're tired. <laughs> Wait, Matt, careful. Uh, careful. Uh, careful, Matt, uh, Stephanie. Well, careful. Well, that's gone into the deep end quite quickly. <laughs> We've gone to the wrong place. <laughs> And, and also joining us for the first time, and it won't be his last, believe me, is the latest member of Team Anime Limited, Mr. Keith Copping. Keith Copping! That was beautiful. I, I, I feel so welcomed and part of the team. He's travelled from many, many miles. I have travelled from the deepest, deepest southern parts of England to be here. Yeah, another member of Team England migrating to Scotland. I don't feel alone anymore. Aww. I get you, Jeremy. I need to play some sad music now. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll insert that in post-production. Yeah, that I'll find something. Yeah, but, I, uh, I would request Careless Whisper by George Michael. We'll get we'll get done for copyright. I can't do that with iTunes. Especially now that iTunes is technically no, illegal in the UK. We, we can record it with kazoos. Kazoos. You've got to be careful or George will swing in through the window. I'm sure and Andrew will be happy. <laughs> Andrew I've come to happy. take you away, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> My dreams have come true. Did you hear that iTunes is basically now illegal in the UK? So really? I've been told, yeah. Because it was passed that. today that you can't rip a CD to iTunes because it's, it's classed as copyright theft. So if you listen to us on a CD that you burnt and then recopied back to your hard drive, you're breaking the law. Oh, what nugget Spotify thought guys. that was a good idea? I know, right? Yeah. But that'll be like a technicality again, won't it? Like, it'll be like the time where Ireland accidentally legalised a bunch of Class A drugs for a day. Uh, <laughs> I think the do consequences now, guys, are different, now. Andrew. Well, yeah, like, but, like, it's, uh, kind of, like, it's the same kind of oh, problem. I heard about just, that. I see. It, it actually was a thing. It happened one for one day. Yeah. It's because of the way like, the laws passed and when they came into effect. Basically, legally speaking, it was like the 90s all over again. <laughs> so like, no, nobody point. remembers that day, though. <laughs> no, the large mass blackout <laughs> Everyone just woke up and was like, wow. <laughs> it's like when rock stars say, yeah, I can't recall most of that tour. That's part of the lost years. That's just the lost day. <laughs> yeah, but like, I think it's probably like that, to be fair. Where, like, they, they put a bunch of laws in to block a bunch of things from happening and didn't actually think through some of the like practicalities. It was like um, for a long time the fight between like digital platforms and refunds like, and returns because mm. how do you return something 
if it's been you know been downloaded to your computer surely you could have cracked and made a copy of it or whatever so that's the kind of like yeah like it, it like they put a lot of laws in place to block stuff and they'll probably repeal or alter a few things as they go along realising what they've done I fully expect by the time this goes live that it'll already been it'll revoked be it'll be, so be back to normal we should just like be in like oh I heard iTunes fixed yeah it's fixed now it's all good we'll insert that in after the fact yeah it's just <laughs> uh, so, so yeah everyone it's been quite busy the past few weeks we've been in Manchester some of us were down in Birmingham some of us went to Ireland Fun stories there, no doubt. <laughs> and it's been great talking to so many of you. Steffi, I know you were a guest over at Noncon in yep. Ireland. Yep. And how was that for you? Fun? It was good. It was fun. Everyone was, like, really, really attentive, and they asked really good questions. And, like, I don't know. Sometimes I do panels in America, and the audience looks bored. <laughs> and... Um, either they were more interested or they were better at pretending not to be bored. <laughs> Someone was still just acting like it's that one day of the year again, just like them. No, if, if they're bored in Ireland, they, they just go. Yeah. <laughs> you, you would, you'd know. <laughs> you, 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 yeah, you would definitely. Yeah, they just tell you that, yeah. No, don't care. And off they go. <laughs> I'm gone. Yeah. Where's, Once, where's the pub? Yeah. Like, most recently I lured people, because my panel was scheduled in last minute, so I lured people uh, in by playing YouTube videos of... Well, we tried the social experiment. We actually tried to lure people in first by playing just Taylor Swift music videos. Then we moved to... Because she makes people feel things. But, like, we, we then moved to the rock lip-syncing Taylor Swift. So, so that lured did, it, people in. did it work? Did yeah, she yeah, lure people in? We got, we got about 10, 15 people in. Are you sure people didn't just come in? Just sit thought, down. They thought there actually was going to be an anime limited panel, and instead, no, no, we're certain just YouTube that. videos, you know. And then they just see Taylor Swift as a warm up act for you. Yeah. It's a tough one, but you know. Yeah. Whereas the people in Ketacon, that 10, 15 people in a tiny room having to listen to me natter on for an hour. About, yeah, it was good fun, had good discussion, ran a few ideas by them, got their thoughts on a variety of things. Uh, what about Scrapped Princess, Andrew? Any news on that? No news. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> was, that, was that a question? That was legit a question well, at the panel, which I just went... Answer oh, from I Andrew can't. himself. <laughs> I know, right? Scrapped Princess? Yeah, like the really... The really old time? Yes. Okay, the, just checking. <laughs> the long thing. You haven't just gone on a time warp or no, anything. I was, like, I was like, are they bringing that back? Are they rebooting that? People would like me to bring it back. <laughs> but not like as a, a new title, just as a re-release. Uh, You're like that guy. Like, okay, there's this. Oh, wait, in my acting <laughs> class, it's totally a tangent. In my acting class, before we get to do our scenes, they we always talk about what movies have you seen and what were your thoughts on it because it's part of your job as an actor to be relevant and and, and be up to date on you know and yeah. and have opinions about film and stuff. And there's this one guy in my class, Brian. He always like raises his hand, and people will be like, "I saw Age of Ultron," or "I saw the new <laughs> Jurassic Park." And Brian will raise his hand and be like, I saw Point Break last week. <laughs> like, he's always like 10 years behind. And we're like, okay. I just saw this great just... film for the first time adapted from one of the sensational books of the last two decades called Lord of the, R- <laughs> the, decades of the, century, called Lord of the Rings. It was amazing. I, like Viggo Mortensen is, is an up-and-coming actor. I can tell you all that. It's going to be an Oscar contender. I can tell you that. 
actually watching just, just a couple not many <laughs> been watching Bojack Horseman recently and like the character the second season was a character like without spoilers was a character who's come out of a coma for the last 20 years 30 years 30 years 30 yeah. years basically and it's just amazing watching all the references which pass the character by <laughs> it was played by uh, Lisa Kudrow as well so it's like you get that kind of Phoebe-esque. But she oblivious. sounds high. She sounds high. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, um, so the, the very first episode of Care Bears, um, they told me, they said, we want Chair Bear to be like, really like hippie and like, really like, you know, like Phoebe and Lisa Kudrow's character from Friends. And so that's what I did. And then, um, she sounded stoned the whole time. And we ended up having to re-record it because the, in the pilot episode, they they get on like a they, they, there's like they for to get to from different places in Carolot there's like a a rainbow like a, a the rainbow ride right and, and there are all these there are all these lines that said like we're going on a trip and stuff like that and you know and I and I was doing the like yeah we're going on a trip you know like and every, and after they reviewed the episode after they recorded the whole thing they're like. We're gonna go a different direction, <laughs> character. So they just made me re-record it. They didn't fire me so or anything. They, they didn't. Honest. They no. didn't call four hundred two then for the, no. the situation. They I mean, just, they, they were just the write ones, you out or anything. No, they were the ones who said that they wanted it to be like Phoebe from Friends, and were like, doesn't that get annoying if you get someone coming out? Yeah, we would. We'd like you to pretend you're a different actor. <laughs> you know that Valve actor who's, who's yeah, like, we want you like them. <laughs> we can hire them. So. <laughs> We want you to be like Nolan North, but not Nolan North. Oh, yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I, get, I mean, a lot of actors, they, they get upset like that because they'll send out auditions and they'll say, like, we want somebody who sounds like, you know, fill in the blank and stuff, or like Roger Craig Smith, or <laughs> like, you know, uh, Troy Baker, or whatever. And, and they'll get, and these, you know, Roger and Troy will get these auditions <laughs> sent to them through their agent, and they'll be like, why didn't they just hire me? You know, or like, or sometimes like, we'll be at the studio and then like an actor will come in and um, so they'll be like, oh, Michael, I just, I just read for some, something where they, where they wrote in the character description, you know, uh, you know, sounds, they, the character, they want to sound like Dean Venture. And Michael's sitting there and being like, I didn't get that audition. They can have me. Just give me the job. Like, I am the adventurer. That's amazing. Has that happened to you at all? Where you see, we want someone to sound like you. No. No, <laughs> never, oh. ever. It's never. No one wants to sound like me. Cute cows whisper again. Oh, no. On kazoos. So, Andrew. Yeah. Dublin. That was a place. How was the, how was the trip for you, considering a fair amount happened? I had a great trip. I... <laughs> had a great trip I mean I had nothing to sell but I had a great trip <laughs> yeah th- that's the crux of the situation everybody so we separated into two Team Anime Limited Team England went to Birmingham <laughs> Team Scotland went to Ireland yep. and uh, Team Scotland had no stock arrive yeah. uh, it felt like a bit of an episode of The Apprentice where things go things, things go horribly wrong <laughs> But the thing that, that kind of was the icing, it was really the icing on the cake because only one week prior in Manchester, we didn't, a, a delivery seemingly went missing, which then turned out to be in some other random room inside the hotel that some dude had not told you about. This one, however, definitely was not there, having torn the entire hotel apart <laughs> for a weekend looking for said stuff. I, I liked how we were like, 
Yeah, it's a bank holiday weekend, so we'll turn up Tuesday or something, Monday, Tuesday, and then found out that they actually hadn't really, they'd used the wrong courier and hadn't really sent it at all. So it's kind of very false hope. But Hooray! Yay! Wop, wop, wop. <laughs> yeah. And uh, at the time, to give you more context to this, Team England were having some dinner, <laughs> and uh, we were in Birmingham Airport eating nachos. Amazing. Because that's how we roll when we're in Birmingham. Because we're fueled on nachos. I know, right? Day. Yeah, <laughs> living the dream. So, but but Keetacon was really good, though. Good to speak to so many of you. I know you were talking to tons of people, Keith, about Kill the Kill. Oh, I love that show so mm. much. I really do. And, uh, and as for Manchester the week prior, very, very busy weekend. We had Kimiko Ueno, the scriptwriter of Space Dandy, over. She had a fantastic time. Her panel went really well. People learned a lot from it. Actually, a load of people bought Space Dandy following the panel true fact so if you if you missed it you missed out people and also Manchester was a virtually a sellout from what I hear yeah, from the MCM crew as well it certainly felt like one mm. it's very nice it's and busy very busy and, uh, and for those of you wondering our next show for us will be a local show it's going to be in Glasgow just down the road MCM Glasgow in fact indeed MCM Glasgow got a few things lined up for that got a few things planned stay tuned for details because that's how we roll. I'm so excited. <laughs> and you just can't hide it. I know. For the details or for Expo next month? Oh, everything. Oh. Everything. What I'm, what I'm more excited is that knowing I can just go home to my bed uh, yeah. after each night. It's a good that, that will be a plus, because yeah. previously had to travel the length of the country to do that show. So, yeah. Yeah. Your country is not that big, though. I've got I've got oh, Jay. I think you'll find our country is of well, sufficient size. If you wanna walk to London and feel free, we won't stop you. So. No, that's a fair point though. I mean like because you guys must have like for the convention scene oh in the US because you like for it's anyone who exhausting. doesn't know like before you went into to like to, to doing the whole like like to where you are now, basically, voice like voice acting wise and such. You worked for someone else, didn't you? Like, yeah, back yeah, in the was, day. yeah. It was like so, I mean, you're pretty familiar with the con scene on both sides of the line, either both as an exhibitor <laughs> and a guest. Like I was back at Digital Manga. D- yeah, Digital Manga. Yeah. Back in the day, like so, uh, like you've seen a fair bit of both. Like, <laughs> what I was telling you in the was it at lunch yeah. that um, you know there was a one time when. That one year, the company rented a van, and we had to drive to Acon from Los Angeles to Dallas, and it was like a 26-hour drive, and the company did decided that there was not enough budget to get us hotel rooms, so we would just swap off, take turns driving. What? Yeah, the 26 hours. (laughs) It was awesome. Not... But now, the, but I suppose the key detail is: was the van full? So was it just a few of you piled into the front? No, it was. Like well, it's a, it was like a minivan. So okay. there was four of us all together, and we took out the back seats and loaded it with all the merchandise and stock, and then, then it was the rest of us. But it was pretty much it was one dude and three girls. And it was pretty much the one dude that drove the whole time. I was about to ask, oh, no. what, what leg of the journey did you take? Or was I he did bo- not. Me, okay. me and this other girl didn't drive at all, and the, uh. the other two people sw- swapped off. And then, and then one of the girls, like, well, like, so, out of the two other girls, one girl was is was really really thin, and then the other girl was worried that she had an eating disorder. So it was like it was every single time we had a meal, she'd go to the bathroom, and then the other girl would be like, bathroom again and like really nervous and should I say something it's very dramatic but nothing happened 
I can assure you that did not happen over nachos with us. No. <laughs> <laughs> Should we eat his nachos? <laughs> Onto the bathroom again. <laughs> Very sinister. No, I think we all each ordered a two-person. <laughs> we each, yeah, the nachos yeah. apparently was, was a sharing platter, but none of us had any food, so we just sharing went. I'll myself. have a sharing platter of nachos. <laughs> I'll have a sharing platter of nachos. <laughs> and then the, the waiter just, looked at us disdainfully. <laughs> I know, right? And then walked half into the kitchen, muttering to himself. <laughs> <laughs> but then the following night, though, in Frankie and Benny's, when uh, it, your food seemingly didn't exist. Oh, that was that was an adventure. This, this there was this, this waitress. It, it can only be described as she was authority in this restaurant because when those cooks had not made your food, she stormed over to that window and gave the look of doom to cook your food quickly. I think she choked a guy to death. <laughs> and then we tried to give her a really big tip at the end. She just utterly refused it. She's like, wow. no, my honour has been dismissed. Yeah, she, she refused. She refused the tip. We tried to give her this twenty quid tip because even though it had taken ages for the food to turn up, she had been on the ball. Okay. Fantastic. Oh, and you're sure it wasn't her fault? No, it definitely wasn't. <laughs> but yeah, we we tried to give her the twenty quid, and she was like, "No, no, I can't." There was almost a fight for us to try and give her this tip. Wow! It's like we put it in front of her, she pushed it away. Was she Asian? No. No. You both had to think about it, didn't yeah. you? <laughs> 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 well, I was too busy thinking about food at the time to really pay too much attention. That's quite uh, sad, really, isn't it? Uh, well, there you go. So, in terms of recent anime limited news, because we probably should get get onto the topics that pay the bills, I guess. We made some announcement recently. We, we're going to be bringing over Ping Pong the Animation. That's coming to DVD and Blu-ray in a collector's edition set around October time. We've also launched a partnership with Sunrise to bring various Gundam series over to the UK, kicking off with the original Mobile Suit Gundam coming to Blu-ray over two half-season sets. Kicking off with part one around late October, early November time, all going well. Head over to our website, alltheanime.com, for all of the info. In addition to this, we are also bringing over, for the first time as a complete release, as previously it was unfinished, Beck, Mongolian Chop Squad. I thought you were about to say something, Andrew, that's why I paused. <laughs> I was just going to sing along to the song. It's the really one in your head? It is, it's a really good opening. <laughs> Not the song in my head, the opening <laughs> song to Beck. So yes, we are, bringing the entire series, we are bringing the entire series to DVD, it's going to be one box set, and that'll be coming out early November time. And there is more on the horizon as well. As we confirmed, we have licensed Blood Blockade Battlefront, yeah. also known as Kekai Sensen. A song, well, the, the ending theme, a song which Andrew has on constant repeat <laughs> on his headphones in the office, much to the chagrin of everyone else who really wants to hear it. Alternating Did you with play it at the panel? Careless Whisper. No. The Manchester one? No. Oh, you were so determined. You're like. <laughs> well, yeah, the, 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 when, you're on the, when we're on the train <laughs> down and you, Jeremy's like, right. Andrew, this is like <laughs> eight in the morning, by the way. We Early need to back. discuss the panel. We need to go through everything. And Andrew's like, I might just stall back for a good just two hours, making like, stupid noises. And then, um, and then it was like, all right, we need to announce blood battle blockade. And Andrew's like, just just play the ending. Just just <laughs> play that as the announcement. And it was just for your own personal preference with no context whatsoever. It's, good. it's a good representation. It's it a very good ending. Very well animated. It's so. catchy. What didn't help though was the fact that Keith was stuck in a van for ten hours on the Friday yeah. when we were there, which <laughs> yeah. then meant we had to set up at seven a.m. with doors opening at nine, yeah, and the, then rapidly I had to like get everything ready following that. That was yeah, fun. Yeah, the, the UK may be small, but you don't have the M six. <laughs> <laughs> the M six hates all human life. I would say the M six is probably the equivalent of the four hundred five. 
What's the one that's around London, M25? Yeah, M25. The M25's yeah. always been quite... That, that's always been quite kind to me, but the M6 oh. is... Oh, God. Sounds it, like an assault rifle. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it's like. It's like an assault rifle You don't have your the M6 mind. on the motorway. Oh. That would probably help you get through traffic quickly. <laughs> yeah, because just before Manchester Expo, it was the school holidays, so on that Friday, uh, everyone in the UK decided to go out and go on a car journey, because why not? It, 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 every major route in the UK was just jammed, completely jammed. To, to put more context in general, Stephanie, it's the idea that all the schools have broken up for the summer holidays, and it's the time, It's literally the first weekend everyone decides to go on holiday, yeah. and that's the day before Manchester MCM Expo and when Keith was stuck on the M6. No, so I was on, on the M6 listening to the radio because this van didn't have a CD player so I was reduced <laughs> to listening to the radio while like I mainlined energy drinks to stay awake. <laughs> so what radio station were you listening to? Uh, radio 2 because it was the least... Am I allowed to swear? I'll bleep it. Oh, it yeah, Radio 2 because it was the least <laughs> the options available. <laughs> Stella, yeah. I believe us. So yes, everyone, it's going to be a fun time. Our Q4 lineup is up, and on Amazon UK and other retailers, head over there, start pre-ordering. Ask us your questions if you fancy it. If not, don't take your pick. Might even put a few surprises up later in the quarter. Who knows? Your personal photos don't count. <laughs> <laughs> on one Blu-ray disc. Just put oh. photos well, of red pandas <laughs> repeatedly taken at oh. the zoo. <laughs> I don't know, I'll, I'll go for that. I, I, I think like, I would purchase it anyway. <laughs> what, a red panda? I can. Is that a thing I can... No. No, no it's no. not. No. But if I just build a large no. bamboo enclosure in... No. Like, no. What, in the office courtyard? <laughs> in Glasgow, it's not exactly... Uh... <laughs> it's not really luxurious. What's wrong with pandas? Glasgow for red pandas? Well, we should, probably, we should probably really ask that question to the red pandas. Yeah. <laughs> So if you want to ask the red pandas any questions, <laughs> I just feel that as our mascot is a red panda, having a real one here would be ideal. I don't think it would be very beneficial having one in the office. I think it would ruin your productivity. It would maximise my productivity. It would literally ruin your productivity. <laughs> we'd, we'd, we'd come in every morning and just find you out there rolling in the ground on the ground, with it, just going. <laughs> <laughs> you just see me asking, saying, look, I can make Red Panda-type emails to Japan as well. Yeah. Come on, little guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the quality of licenses <laughs> dropped considerably after the introduction of the live Red Panda. Yeah. Eventually it became president of the company, <laughs> and then the quality's increased. <laughs> I, I suppose now we probably should ask Stephanie at this point, in all honesty... I don't know why I'm asking this. Should there be a red panda in the Anime Limited office? Yes. Oh, Excellent. Uh, Stephanie says yes. so cute. Okay. Don't they look like raccoons, though? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they're, they're so they're, cute. They're less likely to go through your I'm rubbish. I'm pro-animals. <laughs> they're less likely to go through your rubbish. <laughs> they look less like thieves. Have it, having cats in the office, however, negates those two factors. What? No, you shouldn't have a cat. Uh, no? No cats? Are you not a cat person? I'm not a cat person. I'm a dog. Sorry, cat. You're gonna have to leave. <laughs> but yeah, like, um, don't, not a cat person. Don't worry, none of us in the office are either. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, we should get a red panda. Yes. So it can be the president of the company and kick Andrew. <laughs> I would happily 
defer to the red panda. If that it's was just a... sitting there nonchalantly in the chair, like, I have no idea. <laughs> Honestly, no idea. It's like, what show should we license next? Just gives you looks a look. at you go, Polar Bear Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> good choice, yeah. You're like, that is a very good title. <laughs> the I've got a suspicion of it being like Dr. Evil. Or something, or, or, or Blofeld in James Bond. No, it'll just, it'll just Rather feed through Siri or something, and Siri will translate. It'll be <laughs> Siri, what show should I license? <laughs> I don't know, I don't understand response? Red Panda. Uh, do they have Blood Blockade Battlefront available? <laughs> We've licensed it already. Can I have a pumpkin? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just go back to rolling with pumpkins. Well, folks, we're going off for dinner. We'll be back in a moment. Bye. Welcome back to the Anime Limited Podcast, everyone. It's 24 hours later. Not that you know it unless I point it out so blatantly like that. We are back here in the office studio. It's a Friday afternoon. We're chilling out. We're having a laugh. Uh, We've gone to the world of Twitter to get some questions. We're probably going to have some other randomly fun things to discuss. But before we go any further, because we know some of you are wondering and want to know more about the new elusive man known as Keith. So, Keith. If someone asked you randomly in a street, tell me three things about you, what would you say? So, who are you, and why do you want to know three things about me, you weirdo? Why are you asking me for for money? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, three things. Right. I have a beard, I am ginger, and I am outwardly ageless. (laughs) There you go, everybody. You now know him perfectly. Inwardly. Inwardly... In- inwardly, I am a twisted, cynical, <laughs> centuries-old monster uh, who lives for the pain of other centuries. Basically, beings. he's a homunculus, you, you really. Can't, you can't fall over in case you just crack open and, and release all, this. And all the demon. evil spills out, yeah. 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 Now, I think we should give at least one fan out there something more tangible to relate to you with. So, tell us a couple of your favourite anime that you have indulged in over the years. It could be really random, wacky, it doesn't matter, but what are some of the ones that have stood out to you over the test of time? Oh, that's a vicious question. It uh, is, that's why I, I asked I it. I asked the tough questions here, King. Oh, the tough questions with the hard answers about I, the anime. I think I know what they are. It's the apocalypse of pissing angel, isn't no. it? Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> which, is a, which is actually a legitimate title, legitimate. so I don't I, have to censor that. I, 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 wish, I, 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 wish I did I were not lying. know that existed until yesterday, and I wish I didn't <laughs> we, know it existed. To give context, we were tidying the office out, and as you get sometimes, um, some companies mix in um, like rights types. Like you get, so you'll have some companies who who look a bit like a bit shifting. Like some of our titles may not be of interest to you, but they, you still have the license sheet because it's still a part of the same sheet. You're given documentation the, to know more about it. One of the headers for one of the particular hentai titles was just titled "The The Apocalypse of Pissing Angel." That, that was a hentai tale? Well, I assume so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. It's, it's, going, to, it's going to be a sub-brand, Andrew. Drew Angel's thesis has quickly changed over the years. Oh, God. God, no. Well, okay. Uh, Favourite yeah, favorite anime. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Furry Curry, without doubt. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Huge favourite. <laughs> oh, God, what else? I know it's a bit divisive these days, but I'm, I'm a great fan of the original Eva series, including yes. the ending. Including yes. the ending. Wait, which, which ending? ending? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I was genuinely curious. You were just being curious. <laughs> <laughs> I failed to I'm see a difference. I'm taking that fist bump back. Cause, yeah. 
No, uh, but both the all the endings, I like them all. I I have my own interpretation of each because that's just how the you should one, take that. The one you that said show. to me, I was like, never really thought of it that way. Yeah, my my personal interpretation is the the original series, the last two episodes. I think of it as the events inside Shinji's head, whereas the uh, deaths and rebirth uh, and the end of and whatnot and end of yeah. and all that. Those films, I think it's the same things, but from the outside. That, that's how yeah. that's that's how my personal head canon works for that because that's the only way you can deal with it. Your either. personal head canon. Yes, the personal head canon. Because let, let's face it, the end of that show is pretty much open to whatever the hell you want to believe in. So just just roll with it. And I suppose I'd have to like. Uh, You'd have to look. Have, well, no, I, 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 no, I still like it, but purely because it's the thing that first got me into this whole anime thing. Back in the halcyon days of late night Channel 4 anime, mm -hmm. Akira. Oh. Mm. Yeah, I know, I know. Because, yeah, young me, that on a black and white TV now. I'm not, not that, that old. Not that I'm that old. Is. I'm totally not. Internally, for inside. Oh yeah, internally. <laughs> Which head cannon? No, it's no, it's just yeah. My, my parents gave me their old black and white portable TV when I was younger. So the first time I ever saw anime was uh, Akira on late night Channel Four when I should have been in bed. So it was almost like white. you were watching manga. Literally. Yes, totally. There you go. Yeah. See how many people got that listening to this. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, there'll be a few out there going, oh, Late Night Channel 4, I remember that. Those were the good old days. <laughs> Two episodes per video. Marvellous. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was shit. What was the first anime VHS you bought? Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. My one was the Street Fighter 2 animated movie. Ah, oh, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Still to this day, one of my favourite movies. That soundtrack is awesome. Everything about it is awesome. You can't beat the live action one. Plus, <laughs> Chun-Li boobs. <laughs> Not on the original VHS. God, what did Wait, I get? Wait, do you then? see like actual titties? Yeah, in the shower. Like the nipple part? Yeah. 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 Oh wow. <laughs> the business end. The business before the big fight, Baker. Does she pull make them the back end? You don't want to see the back end. No, you don't want to see the back end. But yeah, that's uh, that's a list of some of my favourite things. I'm surprised you didn't mention Kill the Kill. You're not supposed to. No, I think it, I thought it was older. I had oh, to okay. But he yeah, said you were very first. Oh, did he? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, recent Kill the Kill. Love that with a passion. Such a fantastic show. Yay! If you don't own it, you should totally own it. <laughs> oh, no. And, not a place and, and, and I'm totally paying. And for those wondering, the mysterious other voice that has appeared some 24 hours later is the significant other of one Mr. Keith. That being Claire. Hello. I will say funnier things later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome to the podcast. Uh, so, what's next, Jeremy? So, I guess, moving moving forward in some ways, I want to bring Stephanie into the conversation relating to an upcoming title of ours, this being My My Miracle. Yes. Because you have a hand in the English language dub in producing it. Yes. So we just wanted to ask a couple of questions, just ask oh, how, how's no, it... Oh, no, I can't answer any of them! <laughs> okay, then I'll ask them vaguely. No, 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 ask them, ask them, ask them, and this I'll see like if how, I can. This is like how cat is normally, isn't so it? Okay, let's see, let's see. Can Where's my miracle going, cat? Oh, let's do don't ask. So how's it been going so far overall for you? Because obviously the casting is just about done, if not done. I need to get my facts straight. It's like almost done, it's not How's that process been so far? It's so hard. It's really hard. It was like, oh, this is a nice, quiet little, it's not, and then it's it's actually really, it's, yeah, it's, this movie is really hard. Hmm. So whenever you work with kids, it's difficult when you work with kids, and uh, there are a lot of kids, and um, 
not only are they, and they're not kids that just, they, that come in and are like, blah, 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 blah. I'm cute, and oh, look, and oh, look, this is a butterfly, or whatever, something, like, easy for a kid to do. Like, the kids, I don't want to spoil anything, but the kids have to yell and cry and get drunk, and, and so they have to do a lot of, like, actual, actual acting, so that's hard, and it's anime, so it's ADR, so that's also hard, um, and it's just been really hard. There's a lot of different characters, so you want them to have distinct voices, and and there was even one girl who were like, oh, she'd be perfect for Kiko, and then, like, the actress, um, and then her dad messaged me and was like, yeah, I don't think my daughter can audition for this because the, you know, that character is dealing with her mother dying and, like, and that actress's best friend's mom had died that week. And so it was, like, just hit too close to home. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was just like, oh, and I was like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. I'm not forcing a 13-year-old <laughs> girl to go audition for so there's been, it's It's really hard, but it'll be good. It's just so difficult. It's, in, it's progress. It's progress. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like, you know... There's always a few shows where you're like, ah, but I find that usually when it has to do with children, it's much more difficult. And this has to do with many, many children. Like, all of the kids are leads. So there may be, like, like four adults in it. Um, yeah, like, it's a very low there's number. There's a very low number. Um... But there is a turtle, I can tell you that. Turtle <laughs> <laughs> Is it significant? So, <laughs> um, I don't know. Cat, is the turtle significant in my memory? Um, I'm going to say yes. Expect it on the front of every pack shot. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. I will tell you what we're not doing, though. I okay. mean, the, the, um, the piece is, like, kind of... It's set in a rural setting. Yeah. And it's kind of, like, regional and stuff like that. And in the original Japanese, it's kind of very folksy and stuff. And so we did a first draft of this script where we tried writing that kind of folksy language in there. But it is did is not working. So we are not doing that. Mm -hmm. So, um, but, yeah, that's all I can tell you. Okay. I suppose, because the question that did actually come up from some of the Kickstarter backers and whatnot was... Any particular reason for actually casting children in all of those younger roles? Was that a conscious decision from the outset, or was that something that had to be mulled over? Here's, here's the thing. I, and I think I can speak for Michael, whenever we work on a project, we always want it to be the best possible. And I hate to say this, and I think a lot of my peers don't support this either, because it's true, it's really hard to find kids that can be very, a good actor. You know, they, it's for many, many reasons. They haven't lived as much in terms of their life. You know, um, they don't have the focus and the drive. So, um, especially when they're leads, they have like hundreds of lines, and they can't always stand there and record for four hours. You know, and it's tricky, and they're still a kid. You know, so it's always super, super tricky. Um, and. Um, as somebody who specializes in young voices, I'm totally shooting myself in the foot and taking jobs away from myself when I say that when there are kids, I think kids should be used, for the most part. I mean, um, especially with this piece, it's very naturalistic, and I just can't, I just really hate it when I'm watching something and it's clearly... An adult trying to sound like a child 
it just there's something that like takes away from my enjoyment of it it pulls you out of it um I think with anime a lot of people are used to it because the truth of the matter is it's too much of a pain in the ass can I say ass? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's too much of a pain in the ass, and anime doesn't have huge budgets, so most studios are like, ah, f*** it. Can I say f*** it? No, but I'll, I'll bleep it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> say what you like. Well, I love that you asked afterwards. Yeah. I want to see what else you will bleep. So, you know, I think that's why, because it's easier, so they just are like, ah, screw it, you know, this is the, there's no budget for this, so we're just using adults. And, and the adults do the best job that they possibly can and they do a decent job at it but it's just not the same in the magic of having kids and um you know we've worked with a client called g kids and they've given us several dubs that were non-anime and they were very insistent that you know um that we use children and so we were like yeah 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 sure for it sure it's fine um and at our very first project we had um and I consultant producer, a guy named Ned Lott, who used to work with Disney a lot. And um, he was all, like, Disney's kind of, their whole thing is, like, use kids, you know. And so once we started working with kids, we really, like, it's just such a different experience and it's such a different end product. The casting part can be so difficult. Yeah. because, And sometimes we go through several rounds of it because you send it to the agents and that's the other thing like agents don't really like to deal with anime because it doesn't pay like they're making like they make 10% so they're like oh great here's five bucks you know like agents are like don't even bother we don't even want to send it to our clients you know um so it's hard to find agents who will be like yes we'll we'll even give you our clients to submit for it um, and so then you're just like searching and searching. You'll do like one round, and then like ah, oh, and then you'll do another round. And sometimes, sometimes what ends up happening, you're like, this person didn't read for that, but I hear something, maybe you know. And then you sometimes you call them in, and they'll have a great audition, and then they're like, Shh, they're like not good in the booth, <laughs> or sometimes they have an eh, audition. You call them in for callback, and they're like excellent in the booth. So it's just, it's just so much is up in the air and so unpredictable that. Um, it makes it really difficult, but in the end, even though the project process is so hard, in the end, it always comes across, like, a million times better. Like, I, one of my, like, more recently, one of my favorite things that we worked on, like, in terms of, like, my proudest kind of projects was Ernest and Celestine, and um, the kids in there were kind of amazing, you know? Um, but, you know, on something like that, you had one kid as the lead everyone else was an adult and then you had in one scene you had oh well, you had like one major kid and then one supporting kid and then you had one scene of a bunch of kids but like in the one scene of a bunch of kids you had you know like you just call in like four different kids and they all come came in for like an hour or two and it's not too taxing but then for my my miracle the two female leads in it that's like, you know, it's like weeks of recording. And so it's it's just like, oh gosh, you gotta get through this. And they're slower. Mm. So, um, but like I said, I think Michael and I are both committed to what's best for the project. And we really do think that's best for the project because, I mean, we're really making it harder for ourselves <laughs> by, by doing this. 
Um, and but we think it's worth it. We think that in the end, it's going to come out much better because of it. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing child labour good. <laughs> oh my gosh! No. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Do you know it's you know you want to hear something kind of interesting? Is that um, is this for tape or off tape? Um, no, you can. I think it's for tape. Um, but if not off, if, if you think it's not, I mean, off, it's it's just a legal thing in the state of California. Mm. You have to have a set teacher. Even if it's, um, even if you're recording after school hours, even if you're recording on a weekend, even if the child is homeschooled, you have to have a set teacher um, when you're doing voiceover. Oh, so as in a teacher coming in to teach the child. Yeah, even though okay, they don't right. teach them anything because mm-hmm. it's voiceover. So, like, if you're filming something on TV or in a movie and there's a kid, there's a lot of downtime. Mm. And um, child actors sometimes they miss school because you know it's shooting whatever and so they have to have x number of hours of schooling in um but if you're doing voiceover especially if it's after their school and stuff like that you still have to have a set teacher because set teachers in california their license credential doubles as a social worker so the teacher is there to make sure that they're not getting abused and not really though the teacher just sits there with the ipad (laughs) <laughs> um, and is just checking their Facebook and sending emails and sometimes eating your snacks. Um, actually, we have a set teacher that we work with, like a couple of them. We have a couple of set teachers that we work with and who are really, really super cool and really chill because also <laughs> they're really nice and they get it. Like mm-hmm. they, they also get that it's anime and it's la- it's it's a it's a the industry and the budget is much lower. Um, when we first started looking for set teachers, their rates were basically over twice the amount that the actor gets paid per hour. Um, and, you know, so it was really, really difficult. And I think they just didn't understand that, you know, this is a totally different beast. Um, so, but in the state of New York, that's not true. If in the state of New York, um, the labor law is just that the child can't exceed a certain amount of hours in the week. Okay. And um, I think that, like, in terms of schooling, if they are in school, it has to, you know, they can't miss whatever amount of school, so it's either after school or they have to be homeschooled. Um, but in California, it's so much stricter than that. They also have a, in California, there's also, like, a, if they go to school, they have to have an, uh, I think, like, an at least an eight-hour turnaround. So let's say if they, if their school starts at 7 a.m., then, like, you can only, even if they're coming in after school, you know, there there can only, they can only um, work until a certain time because there has to be an X amount of time of rest before they go to school. Okay. Um, and they have to take breaks at a certain time as well. Um, so it really cuts down your efficiency and it increased your costs by so much more and factor into the fact that like kids take longer mm-hmm. anyway recording yeah. so so let's give an example if the child's schooling hours are just throwing this hypothetically 7am to 3pm right and they can only be out if you will until 6pm you've only got that 3 hour window to do anything with them before they have to right home. but really then it's a 2 hour window because mm-hmm. they have to travel to your place yeah. you know uh, they have to and, and then it depends on the kids and some kids we worked on this project kind of recently for somebody else and the kid was good but every 20 minutes needed to go to the bathroom I don't mm. think he really needed to go to the bathroom like 
you know, it was like, he'd do like five lines. He goes, when's my next break? Can I take a break? Can uh. I, you know, it's just like, um, yeah, it's, it's, and then I, and then when I was in New York and I, and we were doing Zarafa, we had a bunch of kids come in and, and there was one kid that was like, am I done? It's funny because this kid really thought he got the lead. Like when he, aud- he auditioned for the lead, he didn't get the lead. Um, but you know, we're like, oh, he's a good kid, good, good voice. And and a decent actor, but not right for the lead. And so let's bring him for one of the other kids. And and it was like every 10 minutes, how many lines left? Are we done yet? <laughs> and his session was only an hour long. So I was like, thank God he didn't book the lead because I can't imagine, you know, having to go through like 300 cues with uh, with him. Yeah. And, so, and then the parents, that's another thing too. Sometimes parents can be in the very backseat directing or like mm-hmm. things like that. So it's a fun yeah, fun times. <laughs> it's that cold, dead look that came into your eyes there when you mentioned the parents. It's like, oh. Some parents are cool, and some parents are like, and then some parents are, oh, you know, I do voiceover too. <laughs> you're like, trying to get there a little bit. Maybe I can help you out. <laughs> I could voice the children. <laughs> look, I'll demonstrate for my children. Look, this is how you Actually, voice just, a child. It's like, hi, I am Yusuke. I am you. <laughs> Ben will senpai notice me. So, we got some questions from the Twitterverse for you, Stephanie. Okay. Covering a menagerie of topics. So, Stephanie. Yes. What role for an anime that hasn't been dubbed yet would you like to have? Oh. Um, I don't know. What I feel mean? like everything's been dubbed. Oh, I, I really like this... Um, this show that's really old now called what? No, I was going to say. Andrew opened his mouth <laughs> and nothing say, came out. I was going to say the same thing I said earlier, so um, it's probably better to keep my mouth quiet. Yeah, what was I going to say? Um, and it, it's called um, Mahojin Guru Guru. Yeah. And it's like, it's really old, but it's funny. Like, it's like a, like a kid named Yusha, which means hero. He's like the hero of the piece, and they like it's like a spoof on RPG games. Yeah. So I would, I would like, I would do that, and I would like to, I would like to um, voice Kukuri because she's really cute, but she'd have a very Hinata sounding like voice, I think. Mm. <laughs> Anyone else here? <laughs> what? Who what? else? Like, what else would you like to see? We're like, we're like, I like to see dubs. Switch it dubs, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Obviously, not which role. Which role would you like to play as well? <laughs> but, well, I feel I'm typecast as a giant, so. <laughs> Mm. Or the, the irony would be so just the, the ca- season two. Yeah, I should probably just be the colossal titan. You know, does, does he talk? Well, no, it just goes. Spoilers! Oh, 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 what spoilers? No, you just said spoilers. We're making it spoilers. Oh no, I can't talk. There's titans in that show. What? There's a show? <laughs> I've never seen. There's an attack. Oh no! <laughs> On them? Oh, oh, I can't handle it. One of our DM questions <laughs> is: How has it been being Sailor Moon? Um, I don't know how to ask, answer that question. It's been... No, it's not... No, okay, okay, okay. I mean, it's... I feel like... I don't know. Of course, it's a legitimate question. Um, but it's... It's... It's been good, I guess. I don't... I, I mean, obviously it's been good. Um, it's been interesting. I don't feel like I'm any different. I do my job the same way. Um, I feel like, though, people treat me differently. Like, I feel like, first of all, I feel like I'm getting hounded by conventions. 
which is nice, but then at the same time, like, I, I'm not, like, I, I'd rather stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> that just means you get old. It, it's, um, it's just obviously you're busy out fighting uh, evil now. Yes, yeah. it is. I mean, I just, like, into your in between the voiceover sessions and then fighting evil all the time and having to get life. rescued <laughs> by Tuxedo Mask and... Like, it's just, I don't have time to go to conventions. No, um, <laughs> I, I have. I'd, I'd love if you actually start giving that as a reply to uh, I'm sorry, I, have, I don't need to come to conventions. I have a dog, and I my dog gets mad at me and misses me terribly when I'm gone. So there's that. And also, every single time I go to a convention, it's not just, like, on the weekend. It's like fly on on Thursday, and then you're missing a Friday, and then sometimes you come back half day later on Monday, and so it's like half the week. So it's like you can't. And then for me, everyone wants to fly you out of LAX, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like at least an hour drive, and I have to figure out how I'm going to get to the airport, you know. And then it's just it's it's really that part that part of it is a hassle. Once I'm at the convention and I meet people, that's fun. And I have and I have friends who are con organizers and people in the industry, and it's nice to see them. And it's nice to see the voice actors that don't live in LA. But um, it's tiring doing a lot of travel. Um, and I I'm kind of a little bit more of a homebody. I kind of want to just focus on like my acting and cleaning my room <laughs> and stuff like that, and be available for work and. Um, so, so yeah, so I, I have noticed, and I feel bad when I turn them down. Um, so that's, I know, I know that, like, my Twitter followers jumped a lot more. So, um, that was noticeable. It's like that kind of stuff that is noticeable. And, um, I don't do very well with compliments or even attention. Like, it's nice. It's totally nice. But then after, you can all look away if you. Yeah, like. can you just don't look at me. It's very awkward right now. I'm like, I'm like autistic. You can't look at me while you're speaking to me. It's it's very disturbing. Um, so, I, I mean, I appreciate it. I don't want people to think that I'm not appreciative of it. But then after a while, I don't know what to do or how to respond because I feel awkward about it. Like I just, I don't under like it's just awkward if someone keeps complimenting you or too many people keep contemplating. I just feel like I don't know what to do with that. Mm. You know, I, I like, I, I don't know. Uh, what, what you need is a handler dressed as tuxedo mask so when it gets too much, he'll just sweep, sweep you away. Alternatively, <laughs> get the entire convention together and get them to all say the compliment in unison. Get it out of the way. One big compliment. Yeah, that was <laughs> like, nice. You're all right. There's only that one guy that will just say something slightly different, and it'll. <laughs> but now watch this. On the next con I go, Sorry. I go to. There, people are just going to come up to me and hurl insults because oh. they're going to misunderstand exactly. <laughs> Regret. <laughs> But you've been traveling quite a lot for Sailor Moon, I'm guessing, by the sounds of it. Yeah, and the, the other thing too is because like, I, I, I didn't grow, I didn't watch the show growing up, or and I wasn't like a fan of it before I knew it. So like learning about it now. Um, but the other thing too is like, Viz has been so supportive. The rest of the, the studio has been really supportive. The rest of the cast has been really great. So one of the reasons that I go to more convention, I say yes to more conventions that I probably would like to, is that I really want to support the show and 
and I want to help promote the show. So that's really why I I do that more than is probably allowed for in my schedule. Yeah, it's a pretty long running, like running show because it's both the old yeah show yeah and the new yep. one in tandem, and like they've announced it like. It's just, they, they've kind of unified the cast, so anyone who appears... Yeah, we were, I mean, we didn't know, like, we didn't know if we were going to be doing it, but they, but we thought probably, and um, it wasn't, so, like, we just, I just try not to think about it. Like, <laughs> must be good, you know, with Naruto coming to an end, and, um... Yeah, Sailor but, you know, we are cranking so fast on yeah. Sailor Moon that I, it's not, I'm not going to be recording for that much longer. Yeah. Like, it's... We're moving really quickly on it. So... That's cool. Um, that must be kind of nice, though. Huh? That must be kind of nice, though. I mean, yes and no. It's nice because I get... It's a quick paycheck, I guess. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> but then at the other time, it's like... it's. I think it's going to feel really strange when it's over. Like... Like, it's weird. I don't know. Like, also because you think about Bleach and Naruto and how many years it took to finish Bleach... Like, yeah. if it if it takes us, like, half the time to finish Sailor Moon, it's... Uh, but I don't know what's going on with Crystal. Like, I don't know how successful it is, because if Crystal's really successful, then they'll do more of the story, and I then... I thought they announced season two already. They have? I thought, like, I could be tripping. Like, I, like... Don't get me wrong, but if, if it's not being announced, there's no industry insider knowledge. Because the, the, the rate that we... Being announced I well. they announced the rate that we record Crystal is more of a normal rate because it's still being produced, so it's like, it's a little bit slower yeah. and stuff. But because the classic series, it's all there. Like, we can just, as long as the writers are keeping yeah. up, we can just, mm. like, keep recording yeah. it. It actually, oftentimes, I'll, I'll look at the binder and I'll be like, oh... Yeah, it's only like oh two episodes. Oh, I'm done with that batch, and I I'm, I'm like oh Sierra's not gonna call me for a while, you know, because I'm trying to like figure out my schedule yeah. for other work and stuff like that. And then I'm like she's like can you come in tomorrow? I'm like what? Did you get more scripts? She's like yep, we got more scripts. And so it's like <laughs> I think it's on a rotating thing, kind of. It's like while we're recording, the writers are writing the next batch, and then like yeah. it's like that. So that's kind of like never stopping, never ending. <laughs> so it's fair to say you had a big crash course in Sailor Moon then. Um, yes, although I sometimes have to ask people like Christina or Amanda because they grew up with it, so they are they're they're much better at remembering it. Look at Spike's hand is huge. She's <laughs> looking at a, like for record. She's looking at last year's uh, exclusive Scott and Loves Anime poster where Kawamoto San drew like a an image from Cowboy Bebop the movie. So Spike's hand is actually huge in it because perspective-wise, he's reaching. He's reaching me. forward. It's, it's not yeah. a giant foam finger. It's, it's, not, it's like, not like a piece of rock. If you go to lovesanimation.com, I believe the image is still up there at the moment. No, no, yeah. yeah. That will change it. shortly. So mm. hurry, be quick. <laughs> so uh, another question for you, Stephanie. Yeah. In fact, in fact there, there were there were two here in this tweet, so you get to oh, pick. Oh, it's a two-parter. No, 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 so I'm going to oh, give you the option. Uh, okay, I'm not okay. going to tell you what they are, but question one or question two. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. Which ones are they? I want to see. Um, I'm going to go with question two. Okay. Was that a wise choice? The question. Were you surprised with how Naruto ended? Oh. <laughs> I don't know how it ended. I was uh, so... I... This is weird. This is a question from the future. Now, let's put this into perspective for everyone listening. The chances of spoilers here are probably non-existent. Because <laughs> I've not seen the ending. 
Hey everybody, Jeremy here. Quick interjection. So it turns out there were actually some Naruto spoilers. Nothing major as to how the series actually ends, but elements linking to the upcoming movies and such, which kind of give away elements of how the story ends. So if you don't want to know anything about how Naruto ends, fast forward to around the 59 minute mark. That's when the discussion ends. So this is your obligatory spoiler warning. And uh, now let's go back to just before you heard that record scratch and we'll carry on as normal. Cheers. Now let's put this into perspective for everyone listening. The chances of spoilers here are probably non-existent. Because <laughs> I've not seen the ending. <laughs> but spoiler alert, they it all ends. They, it ends. Well, yeah. I know because I'm just surprised. So there you go. Well, here I know because of the 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 newest movie. To Boruto. No. Yes. Or, or we talking Naruto the last. the last? No, I mean the Boruto movie. Okay. Um, that. Obviously, if we're going to have a movie about Naruto's children, Naruto and Hinata's children. Spoiler alert. Steady. <laughs> then, I mean, I still have all, chapters to like, <laughs> that's kind of a giveaway mm-hmm. for people who haven't caught up yet. I just realized so, I didn't know how it ended, and that's totally just me. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought it ended. Spoilers! I thought it ended a different way. Okay, no matter. We could play some interviews. No, but we don't need to tell you about it. But really, come on, guys. No one else has <laughs> I mean, my question is like, there, like throughout the series, there really isn't anybody who is really even pining for Naruto, other than Hinata. I think anyway. Mm. So it's not it's not like it's not like in Bleach it's like oh Rukia or Orihime or like you know what I mean there's no like other there's no competition. But Naruto but, thinks there I is. I thought in Bleach there was no real composition. Well, I'm, I'm quite behind on Bleach so I don't know. Yeah. Is, yeah. Has there been a conclusion is on that? Yeah. No. no. Well, here's no. the thing no. about here's the thing about the Bleach ended but the the the, the the anime ended but the anime kind of just was like oh this is the end. Like, it didn't really, like... It was kind of like, oh, this is an episode, and that's the end. But, like, it didn't really wrap... It didn't feel like mm. oh, an end. It's all just concluded at the end of an arc, but yeah. the manga is still ongoing. That's because, no, no, yeah, no, the, no. the last arc of the manga will never end because the editors have decided that Kubo is not allowed to rest ever But, again. I mean, I could see that... I, I could see potentially, like, in the future when an arc is finished, like, them making it into a movie or something mm, like that. That's you know? actually what I'd yeah. like them to do. So, but, but so, anyway, what I was saying about Naruto is that, like, there's, I mean, Hinata really didn't have any competition. I mean, I guess Hinata's biggest competition would be, like, Naruto's stupidity. Or her, or her <laughs> yeah. shyness. Or yeah. Her. Or, like, her own shyness, or Naruto's, like, Absolute obliviousness. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it's absolutely obliviousness. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And uh, then (laughs) another question that came in, Mm -hmm. which was to actually do a behind the scenes production. Oh. So it's not too bad. It's just simply asking what element of recording a dub do you get the most satisfaction out of? So perhaps is it do you enjoy directing specifically? No, it's the acting. Okay. Yeah. It's the, yeah, it's the acting. That's why that that's always my priority. Mm. And I've actually turned down a lot of directing jobs, and I stopped. I've stopped writing pretty much unless I yeah I pretty much stopped writing unless it's for you know a favor for a friend. 
um, or it's a project that is like so awesome. But I used to write scripts like just that was like a second job. Yeah. But um, it was just way too. It was a dark time <laughs> in my so no, right, right the galaxy versions. far, far away. <laughs> no, it was bad. It was a little. It was. I was. I was. I got. I gave myself carpal tunnel from time coding. Oh, and and then, um, and then I, what I know, I would go and do VO sessions during the day, and then I'd have to write at night, and so then all my friends were like, come out and play, and I could never play, and then I'd have all these deadlines that I was probably, like, I was barely making my deadlines, and I, I was, like, not sleeping, except for I'm a really good sleeper. And I'm a bit of a narcoleptic. When I'm tired, I just, like, pass out. Which is really dangerous if you have deadlines that you're trying to meet. So I would do all this stuff. Like, it was past the point of, like, setting alarms. Because I'd either stop hearing them or I'd turn them off in my sleep. And so that was not a solution. So I started doing things to, like, trick my body. Like, creative ways to not, um, not fall asleep for very long. And one was... I often slept on my bathroom floor, like without a blanket on a cold tile because I would be so exhausted that I was guaranteed to actually fall asleep, but it was so uncomfortable and I would get so cold that I would wake up. Like it would be like I yeah. wouldn't be able to stay asleep. Whereas if I was in my bed and even with an alarm going off, I'd somehow turn it off or I'd just not hear it. And my roommates would angrily at like three in the morning be like, shut <laughs> um, and then the other things too is like there were times I got so exhausted that like I was like sitting down was dangerous because I can sit I could sleep like sitting straight up so if I like took a break and I sat down I might pass, just like pass out and, and like put my head on the arm the, ch- the couch mm-hmm. arm and just fall asleep and so I would like I had my complete works of Shakespeare just like hardback really heavy book and when I sat down, I would pick it up and hold it in my hand because if I nodded off, I would drop the book and I have hardwood floors and then the banging of the book would like wake me up. I feel um, like we've gone to the dark place here. <laughs> like, I, dark I, feel, place. I feel like this is... <laughs> this, this definitely highlights how dark a time it Yeah, was. it was bad. And then sometimes if I was really tired, I would just sleep standing up. Because, wow! Because I would eventually because there's only a limited amount of time you can really yeah. sleep standing up, you know. Um, but I, you know, it's like a built-in alarm clock. And then finally, my friend Artic was like, "Stephanie, you need to prioritize your life. Do you want to become an ADR scriptwriter as your career, or do you want to be an actor?" It's like I want to be an actor. And she's like, "All right, so what are you doing?" You know, and because also I was really frustrated. And then I was like. I wanted to take classes, I wanted to do all this other creative stuff, and I couldn't do it because I was always writing scripts. I couldn't do anything other than write scripts. And and then she was like, and she's like, so you'll make a little less money, but you're investing in your career and your future. And and I was like, you were absolutely right. <laughs> and thus the dark period ended. <laughs> yep. Without a full shine at moment. Yeah. <laughs> all work and no play. Stephanie. <laughs> 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 It doesn't even finish a sentence, just falls asleep. Yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> we did have a couple of, uh, of other questions that came in relating to upcoming titles. I love other questions. So the first one, I'm actually going to direct towards Cat. Oh, okay. It's relating to Prisma Ilya. 
Yeah. So people are asking, can you share any details on what people can expect from our collector's edition release? Well, um, obviously collector's packaging and a 48-page art book as well with like just key arts, character mm-hmm. bios and such. And um, we also picked out four key arts for four tarot cards nice. to be featured in the collector's packaging as well. So um, I think they feature like class classes in the, the series, like Archer, like Saber, Archer, yeah, like thing, Archer right? Assassin, etc. Um, just thought that would be a nice little extra to throw in. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, because they did them in the Japanese release as well, didn't they? Yeah, it was in the Japanese release as well, so it would be, I thought it was something cool that I definitely wanted to do and not like just have it in Japan only, so yeah. Nice. And if anyone's interested, that's coming out at the end of September, and it's going to be on a collector's edition Blu-ray and standard edition DVD. Pre-order today. <laughs> Andrew. Yes. The next question is relating to Mobile Suit Gundam. Okay. So we have a couple of questions about this. The first one we actually, at the time of recording, were able to confirm today in our newswire. It's relating to the episode that is being omitted from the release. Yes. Is there any particular reason it's being omitted? Pretty much because... Well, A, it's the, the most important reason is that it's not coming to a US release. But more importantly, it's a an episode... To my understanding, this is purely based on my understanding of the history of Gundam, but um, but Tomino doesn't want to acknowledge exists because it was a really shonky animation job, basically. And unlike one or two other shows of that same era where the staff snuck in, corrected it, and then binned the evidence, basically they didn't have time to do, for whatever reason, they didn't do that with this one. So there's been... Like there's been not an active attempt to re- like to retcon it, but I think where possible it's asked that it's it's what I know in the Italian release I think they actually included it for example because it did air on Italian TV mm. initially, but since there's no there's no established history, it's never been released in the UK before. Um, it's one of those ones where it's, there's not really much much ground to stand on on it if if like the original creator would rather it not not included for example so. Like I, I understand the logic, and it doesn't destroy your your viewing entertainment. I can assure you. And uh, as we touched on earlier in the podcast in segment one, just to coin a phrase, as it were, it is going to be released over two half season sets. The first set will be coming in more than likely at the end of November. We're aiming to be day and date with the American release. Second set before the end of the year, Andrew. December uh, depends on the schedule in America. In theory, yes. But like America, to my knowledge, hasn't announced its dates yet, so we're kind of like I, I wish I could say we were shooting with exact precision just now, but until they're locked in, it's a little bit fluid. Mm-hmm. But we are aiming for for day and date, so like all going well. And in terms of how we're going to be presenting both half sets, are we going to be doing anything special? People are asking, or are we going to do some kind of box to put both halves in, maybe something I'll like that? Come back to people as soon as I lock it down. It's kind of up to sunrise on that one. What I would like to do is at least with the first one thousand units, though. So do a box to store the show in and maybe do a like a, like kind of like what Criterion and some uh, some of the UK labels like Eureka I think do and BFI and include at least a small booklet with a film essay maybe about Gundam in it from a journalist in the UK something something nice to, to add something to it at least but it's kind of in the hands of our friends at Sunrise right now so we're crafting something we'd like to do a, a nice box to store both parts in and the other question that came in about the Sunrise Partnership, which I know we've touched on in a couple of places, just to kind of put it 
on audio, if you will, for the record. Does the partnership extend to other Sunrise titles, or is it just Gundam? Uh, it's just Gundam. Everything else is more a like a traditional licensing basis. I mean, we get on very well with Sunrise, as do a lot of people. I think we go back a long way, and there's a lot of titles I would love to re-release from Sunrise. So you know, like you never know. Like it won't be as a partnership quite like that. It'll be just a a standard, more standard arrangement, basically. And for people who don't know, the difference between the two is effectively, like, whereas normally we give a brief to Cat, like Cat would run with it and then create something, and we'd come back, you know, we'd submit it for approval, etc. This is much more back and forth, like it, like a kind of a conversation and kind of a, like working hand in hand on stuff. So there's a lot of differences on the like on the paperwork and admin side for how it works, basically. Cool stuff. And I think on that note, everybody, we're going to wrap this up because this has gone a while. I've had great fun, as I'm sure all you guys have, but alas, we all need to go have dinner. Or something similar, who knows? But it's international. Oh, wait, you're not going gonna... to. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, it's International Beer Day Yay! today at the time so we're recording this, so we're all dinner. going to get hammered. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like the idea that in the first podcast you were like, I thought every day was international. We're going to go have dinner. Every day is international beer. 24 hours later, we've had a very long dinner. I know, right? We've been enjoying international beer day for a long time now. But but I suppose, before I do the obligatory plugs to end the show, any other business, anything anybody wants to say, any notes, any corrections we need to make known? Cap? Anything? (laughs) Nothing that I know of. Um... Once we get approvals done, Prismately pack shots should be up very soon. Um, so you'll actually get to see what's inside. Looks pretty good. I've saved them well. Yeah, I, I tried. Speaking of my <laughs> projects, <laughs> then, um, enjoy those. Full, like Full Metal Panic, the second raid is like like is coming together. Full Metal Panic, the Ultimate Edition as well, definitely coming together very nicely. Just now we're into the first round of approvals, so it's like the the initial stages of, of like of butting heads and of feeding back because obviously doing an ultimate edition is very different to the normal so the art book we've done is about 76 pages I think like like um, basically long but it's kind of giving you a breakdown of the entire universe so it's more focused on the, the mech you, like the arm slaves you see the characters you see but across the whole universe not just broken down by show because that doesn't actually make as much sense with a show like Full Metal Panic because it's the same characters, the same mechs, just some are introduced later. So it's about finding a system which works and makes sense to both the licensor and us. I'm so excited. For basically, that. shut up mm. and take my money on Full Metal Panic. <laughs> yeah, I'm basically, really I'm, I'm, yeah, I know, right? All over that. I'm all like, of us oh, always yeah. love Full Metal Panic. In terms of what we've got coming up, August 24th, Space Dandy Season 2 will be released. That's going to be on Collector's Edition Blu-ray, Collector's Edition DVD. And for those of you who simply just want the series, there is a Season 1 and 2 DVD box also on the 24th of August. 7th of September, there will be Sword Art Online 2 Part 1 on Collector's Edition DVD and Blu-ray set, that, of which also the first print run comes with a limited edition art box to put all four volumes in if you are purchasing the Collector's Edition version. Also available on Standard Edition DVD. On the 28th of September, it will be the arrival of Fate Collide Liner Prisma Ilya Collector Edition Blu-ray and Standard Edition DVD, and Tokyo Ghoul Season 1 on Collector's Edition Blu-ray and Standard DVD. A Collector's Edition Blu-ray set that is strictly limited to 1,000 units total. So no matter where you buy it, you will get it, but there are only 1,000 units of them. So if you want it, 
buy it. And it, I will. Oh, <laughs> yes. Sorry, and it's going to be uncut and uncensored, so, you know, and it passes um, a 15 from the BBFC, so. Yeah, I don't Welcome that. to the world of tomorrow. Only <laughs> the comment, it's a little bit nasty. <laughs> Is that what we're going to put on the box? No. That's someone's review. Strawberry nasty, Andrew Partridge. Violence and nudity, apparently. If you watch it in your front Strong room, violence the front seats are the splashed yeah, over. <laughs> Does anyone else want to hear Jeremy just say terms and conditions apply over and over again? <laughs> <laughs> subject to availability, only participating retailers. It's really good. Subject to availability, terms and conditions apply. Oh, I'm so happy. You're welcome. I'm going to buy my insurance off you. <laughs> you seem to enjoy it. If you want to visit our website, it's alltheanime.com. Our social media handles are facebook.com forward slash allthianime, twitter.com forward slash allthianime, instagram.com forward slash allthianimeuk, allthianimeuk.tumblr.com. Watching all the anime, mate. Oh, youtube.com forward slash all the anime UK. Watching all the anime is not a physical thing. Remember to sleep, eat, and wash. And I suppose. Seven side effects, but we won't speak of those. And, and Stephanie, if people want to follow you online, what's the best way they can do that? At Stephanie Shea. And if they want to follow you in person, don't. Don't. Yeah, do Which not. Will you get next? Any events you've got coming up for, for, for our international listeners? Are they going to travel internationally? Well, we have a global audience. So, um, I think in September I'm going to AWA, which is Anime Weekend Weekend Atlanta. Atlanta. Not the American Wrestling Association, which is the first thing I thought of. Oh, and Ipudo's going. My dog is a guest. Will he do something? Did your dog get booked? Oh, Except that's, where he's that's cheap, he gets also. no no appearance fee. Oh, you missed a trick. Um, and uh, wow, let me think something. Oh, um, either Australia or New Zealand. <laughs> I don't remember. I think it's I think it's New Zealand. They're close to one. I think it's New Zealand. You're going to the other side of the world. Yeah, if you've been invited to Isengard, don't go. But the hobbits are there. Good point, but it's a bad place. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much for listening, everybody. We have been all the anime. Keep watching. Keep listening. Keep tweeting. Keep facebooking. Just keep. Do all the social media. Do it. Until the next time. Farewell. <laughs> Take care, everybody. We're signing out. Bye. 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 Bye.